What day of Shabbat? I wanna, I wanna, I wanna share, Hudi. I wanna share Reb Levi Yitzchak Baditchev today. It seems like the weather outside's gotten extremely cold, and we need a varm up the base medrash. So I wanna share Reb Levi Yitzchak with the Hevra. What I love about this Baditchev always to ever share Reb Levi Yitzchak. I probably should make the guys we had in jackets and ties, but I won't do that. But whenever we share Baditchev, is always, always a good occasion to share Reb Levi Yitzchak. I happen to love when things in the parish coincide with where you're up to in life. I love when I have something on my mind and you're thinking about a certain topic and you find that topic, the Torah speaks to your topic. Hashem talks about something you're in the middle of holding in. I love when these things happen. Here, it fits very much with the Tkufus Hashanah. We're holding one week away from Tobishvat. Tu B'Shvat is a very, very important day to me. This yeshiva taught me Tu B'Shvat. This yeshiva taught me Tu B'Shvat. Tu B'Shvat is a funny, funny day that we celebrate the rebirth of the trees. Do you see, Akiva, what's going on outside? It's frigid. Ice. I had my car. I went out early in the morning this morning. I turned the car on for a long time. So by the time I came, maybe the ice would be melted. It's icy, thick frigid ice, and in the middle of all this, we celebrate, Shlomo, the rebirth of the trees. You see those trees, Shlomo? They look as dead as they ever look. They're, they're dead, tight. Total death. And yet, I see it's Mazel Tov, the trees rebirth. Geshmak. And the secret is, deep underground, there's lachluchis, there's juices flowing. I have this pet thing, Shlema. Many times I'm told about a bacher. Many times. He was a top guy in his yeshiva and then he became not from. I don't like that story because it's not true. It's a lie. By the way, yesterday he has a soul. Today he has a soul. And by the way, yesterday he was the top guy. The same day he learned. 
What was the story inside? I'm very, very into know your own story, know your kid's story. Your kid's story is not the external version of his story. He's so stark. He's, hello. There's a person inside. What's happening inside? What's his relationship to Tyra? What is he exp- what's his relationship to himself? Who does he feel like? What is he about? What is he in touch with? Know your kid's story. A guy could be very, very stark. That's not his story. It's not your story. Know your own story. Your own story is what you're experiencing. While you're, while you're accomplishing, also check in how things are hitting you. What's hitting you? How's it hitting you? What's resonating by you? Accomplishing and leaning into your story. So I'm very into Akiva, leaning into your own story, knowing your kid's story. The guys here taught me about the world within. The world inside. Guys are very conscious about the world within. I love that Tu B'Shvat, we celebrate the celebration of the trees. The secular world only celebrates Pesach time. They see the blossoms, the fruit come out. The eyes could see it. What happens Pesach in the secular world sees the sophisticated panemius that a person knows in the dead of the winter, that's when it happened. I told you, Dani, a guy Akiva once spoke by graduation. And he was valedictorian, this beautiful Ben and he said, today I learned 12 hours a day. There were about 500 people at graduation. He said, you're all celebrating me. He said, in 10th grade, I was a wild one. You would have seen me. You'd be like, whoa, he's struggling. He said, everything I am today came from that. The inner world, the inner world, what the juices flow, my attitudes. I liked my Rebbe. I started being interested in Yadus and Yiddishkeit. Started being interested in developing a relationship to Hashem. There's a whole premiumistic journey that took place inside. What was the world within? And that's Tubishvat is the world within Tubishvat. So I want to share a Tubishvat vert with you from the Bardicheva. It connects in, in a funny way, and maybe in this brain, in the way I think, you'll hear why I call this a Tubishvat vert. And I want to share as follows. The question that the, that the Bardicheva, the holy tzaddik from Bardichev, the lover of Yidin, the defender of Yidin, the question he asked was that in this week's Parshas Boy, we're coming to Parshas Boy, it's already Yom Revi, and Hashem says before the Makkah of Arba, the seventh Makkah of Locust, God says, I'm going to harden the heart of Paroi, and he's not going to listen to you because I want to send him the Makos. And God says that he's not going to listen, but specifically by Makos Arba. And the Bardicheva so smartly asked Avila, Avram that there were many Makos. By the other Makos, Hashem doesn't say that. If you follow the Makos, by the other Makos, Hashem says to Moshe that... Um, Hit hit says tell Aaron to make b'makta asher biyadi on the mayim and it's going to turn to them, and he does that and it turns to them, and of course that maka parai parai begs him to get rid of the maka and parai doesn't listen, and then there's dumb tzvardeya kinim arayv by this the seventh maka of arba God says I'm going to harden parai's heart and he won't listen. 
Why specifically by the Mak inexplicably, Dovi, by the Mak of Arbev, the seventh Mak of Locust, God said, I'm going to harden his heart and he won't listen. Hagam the Mak is going to afflict Mitzrayim. Hagam Paro is going to come running to you, help. It's destroying all our crops. He won't listen to you, Paro. Why by the makkev paray, the makkev locust, did God say, paray, I'll harden his heart and he won't listen? That's the question the Bardicheva asked. Says the Bardicheva, he makes a cheshben, and he says that the makkev arbe happened on Tu B'Shvat. The makkev arbe happened on Tu B'Shvat. The warning was actually today, Zion Shvat. Today, God said this Pasuk. I think it's pretty cool. Today, Hashem said this Pasuk that I'm going to harden his heart. And that, that's the warning always took place. And then the makkev locust came on Tu B'Shvat. So we're studying very present stuff. Now watch this. So what? It was on Tu B'Shvat. Says the Bardechev, Reb Levi Yitzchak Bardechev, specifically on Tu B'Shvat, God wanted Moshe Rabbeinu to know I'm going to harden his heart and the Makkah won't work. Why? Says the Bardechev, there are two ways that Hashem helps us defeat our enemies. Sometimes Hashem smacks the enemy and kills the enemy. We've had that in our history. Haman, Haman dies and is killed. He said there's another way that we win against our enemies is Hashem flips their heart and end up liking us. You see when Esau's coming to Yaakov Avinu, he's coming to Yaakov Avinu to attack and he comes to Yaakov and all of a sudden he shows up and starts kissing Yaakov. It's like bizarre. He hired an army to kill Yaakov and Hashem will just take the enemy and, and decide all of a sudden they love our... Hashem is two ways. He kills the enemy or Hashem could decide the hearts of kings are beyond Hashem and Hashem in a second could make the king all of a sudden like us. Inexplicably. Somebody who's coming to get us and nail us and be upset at us. Esau sees Yaakov and inexplicably starts hugging and kissing Yaakov. Says the Bardichev, it's two ways God works. He either vanquishes our enemy or all of a sudden just takes away the sinner. Says the Bardichev, the story of Purim, Achashverosh, who Chazal tell us was, was in cohut, co, he was in cahoots with, with, with um, Haman, Achashverosh. Achashverosh and Haman wanted to bring down the Yidden. And Hashem changes Achashverosh's mind. He does it, his wife... Esther Amalke takes into the palace and ultimately he becomes a friend of the Yidden. And he just changes teams, ultimately killing Haman. Achashverosh team change. Because God controls the hearts of people, of human beings. And if God wants it and, and so decrees that our enemies can become our friends inexplicably. We're in a matziv in the world right now incredible, incredible difficulty. Eretz Yisrael has no choice but to attack back enemies who killed so many Yidden. And then the crazy, it can make your mind overwhelmed. The more Eretz Yisrael kills people, is turning more people against us. It's like this, there's no win. You can't not get back. You can't not avenge. They killed many people. That would embolden enemies. The Pasha thing is, Nakama, you have to get back and show Jewish blood is not cheap.
But then we're killing people, and the more we kill the enemy, the more you create new enemies. You're literally building Hamas as you're killing Hamas. It's dizzying for the mind without a solution. And the only solution is God. The only solution, no intelligent person can think, and the only solution is God, that God can kill our enemies, and God can also make it that everybody likes us in a second. Says the Barditshiva, those are the two ways Hashem fights. I never was more comforted by a word in my life because my mind is overwhelmed with the thought that here, the more we fight the enemy, the more we create enemy. So it's, and by the way, the enemy knew this. By the way, the enemy asked us to fight. Hamas didn't know we were going to attack back. They just knew we attack back, we create new Hamas. The enemy literally knew exactly what's happening. Literally, Thank you, Akiva, so much. The enemy knew that the more we attack Hamas, the more we create new Hamas. You're creating, we're building Hamas. And don't attack. There's zero solution but Hashem. Zero but God. Says the Barditchever, he speaks out that Hashem is two ways. He can vanquish our enemy. And sometimes he does both. Achashverosh and Haman both happened. Haman was killed and Achashverosh went over to our side and that's exactly what we need and can only be done by God. He can make the enemy die and, and then and make the enemy all of a sudden love us inexplicably. It's all, everything's biyad Hashem. Says the Barditchev in the Purim story, the enemy, Achashverosh, loves the Yidden. Says the Barditchev, one month, the Gemara says that a month before a Chag, within 30 days of a Chag, you start like shtelling Tzu to the Yandiv. Says the Barditchevah that Makas Arba was, is a month to Purim. One month. It was on Tu Bishvat, one month to test Vav of Adar. Says the Barditchevah by the Makkah of Arban Tu Bishvat is 30 days to Purim. Hashem takes Pare's heart, and with any Melech, with, with the, the, this Amake, with the normal thing would sway him to let the Yidden go. Hashem teaches us by Makkah's Arba that the heart of a king is Biyad Hashem. Here, I'm not going to let him let you go. I'm hardening his heart. And the lesson by Purim, I'm going to soften Achashverosh's heart to understand that the heart of the king is Biyad Hashem. And Bidafka by Arbeth, 30 days to Purim, God teaches, says the Barditchev, that he's not going to be Michael Yuparoy. That he's not going to, I'm going to harden his heart. And Hashem is showing the heart of the king is Biyad Hashem, specifically on Tubishvat. And he's going to do the app, the heart of the king is Biyad Hashem, by Achashverosh. I'm going to turn his heart, and he is going to let you out. He's going to be Michael you. He's going to, he's going to like you. The hearts of the kings are Biyad Hashem. It's interesting. We're in we're middle of a presidential, presidential election, and certainly there's normal ishtadlus. And I'm not coming. There's ishtadlus. We have to figure out. We, we, have our, we use our minds, speak to G'daylam and Sadiq, and we figure out, you know, who we should vote. But it's important to remember the higher up people are, the less Bechira they have. Years ago, we had a Bachar in Yeshiva, incredible guy. He lives in Mansi today. One of the guys who graduated from this Yeshiva works from this alumnus of the Yeshiva. He works for him. 
a very successful working man, beautiful children. He's successful. His kids at their bar mitzvah make a seem a shas, amazing. Make a shas, mishnayis, very special yid. This yid was very into politics, Israeli politics, and he loved a certain, a certain person in Eretz Yisrael who had been the general of the Israeli army, this person. And this Bachar and Yeshiva loved him. He read his book. He would talk about him. He was known. He loved Eretz Yisrael. Loved Eretz Yisrael. And this person was known as a tough guy, standing up for Yidden and wouldn't budge. And this guy in yeshiva, he was his hero. This general was his hero. He read the book about him. He would speak about him. I liked, I happened to have appreciated that general also. I like people who like Yidin. They seemed to have really liked Yidin. Lemaise was made prime minister and inexplicably, like, almost never been a prime minister who gave in to, who gave away land in ways that like shocked Klal Yisrael. And everything about him predicted he wouldn't be that way. Now, I don't know much about politics. I don't claim to know. I do say that people were shocked by this prime minister behavior. This Bacher, who was such a fan, couldn't believe it. He was known as a tough guy. You wouldn't concede to anybody. Now, you could say he realized once he was prime. I don't... What it said to me is, when people become in charge, they have less Bechira. That's how it works. That's a that's psukim. People run a country. Hashem decides. Now Hashem decides all our lives. But a person who has so much power, leave melach and be Hashem says, I control the hearts of kings. I don't give them such a power. We all have bechira. My life, your life, we have choice. The hearts of kings are in the hands of Hashem. Pasuk. And we saw, and this person became a prime minister. He behaved in like the, the most shocking ways. Hashem controls, Hashem decides. And this word from the Bardechva that in the month before Purim, Hashem Bidafka by Arbis speaks out, I'm going to harden Pari's heart. Hashem says, King's hearts are in my hands. Is taught by Arba, a month to Purim, is the Chizuk that you'll face a Melech who has terrible wants and thoughts to you, I control his heart. So I was Zaycher Abayi to see the Barditchev right now. This is the Kuf, I saw this Barditchev. And when something talks about Tu B'Shvat, I like that it's, I, why do I call this such a Tu B'Shvat word? Why is this Tu B'Shvat? Because the heart, the lave. Tu B'Shvat is the Chag of the Pneumius, of what goes on inside. That's the Chag of Tu B'Shvat. It's the, Mazel tov, the new year, it's, it's the trees of rebirth. They're not reborn. But in the kishkas, inside, there's, there's lachluch has flown. There's been a rebirth inside. It's the yantiv of what's going on inside. And on the yantiv of Tu B'Shvat, Hashem said, what goes on inside kings, I control. What? Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. Good sushna, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's more, there's more. <laughs> but on the, on the Chag of Pneumius, on the Chag that speaks about Pneumius, Hashem says about Arba, I control the hearts of kings. You're going to see this monster, this lion, this tiger, and he's holds. Don't worry, I could flip his heart and all of a sudden he like is into you. I control what goes on inside. The Leib Malach and Biyam 
And that was taught on Tu B'Shvat, a month before Purim, because that's what you see in Purim, that Hashem's manipulating and controlling events in the Panimias. And the Chitzonius, you're going to see this angry king, that angry dude, this terrible. And Hashem, in a second, could flip it all around. I thought it was a tremendous chizuk b'zmanenu. When we face like an impossible situation, that literally to do what physically is needed, then it creates more hate. You could lose your mind. And the chizik is that look at the Purim story. That what the person who needed to be eliminated, home is eliminated. Achashverosh, alive, he ends, he likes you at the end. He's your friend. He functions. As, he was our sworn enemy. Achashverosh was with Haman. Hashem flips it around, all of a sudden he likes you. And this is Hayat Hashem Tixer, Hashem's the all-powerful who dictates the decisions of kings, who dictates the decisions of countries. And we must follow to Hashem to be, to, to, to push it. Save Klal Yisrael. If it means the enemies that Hashem wants to eliminate, so eliminate. And the enemy that it looks like, what's going to be? You eliminate them. There'll be more hatred in a second. All of a sudden, they love you. And that could, it could be Mahapich in a second. By the Ratzon of Hashem. By the Ratzon of Hashem. So we'll misfollow. This is the Tefillah. And this is the incredible Bardichev that I wanted to, that I wanted to share with the Chevron. Once I share one by Ditchvah, so I'm sharing a second one too. Mm-hmm. There's no shaykhs to this, but we're, we're, we're in Rev Levi Yitzchak's base madrash. That's it. So let's share another by Ditchvah. Let's go from one by Ditchvah. You want to hear another one, Moyo? You, you ever heard this by Ditchvah, Moyo? Stark, right? Yeah, It's a true story. Thank you for being here. You, got me. you heard that Rev Levi Yitzchak by Ditchvah? No. Okay. You know what's special about Reb I want to tell you one thing for a second. Then you're running. Reb Levietz of Jacob was a tzaddik who had one thing why I'm a fan of his. He loved Yidin, and he saw a specialness in Yidin. His name was Reb Yitzchak from Barditchev. Barditchev was a city in Russia, and he saw a preciousness in this. I wanted you to just hear his name. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you. Welcome home. Jacob just came back from Eretzrela. Melech has less Bechira. That's what you find. There's less choice. I've seen things like that. I've seen things like that. This Prime Minister in Israel, I promise you it made no sense. I don't know if you know history. It made no sense. He was known Shamir. He was known as like a tiger. He gave away land. Then he fell in a coma and was in a coma for like a decade after. He gave away land. And nothing made sense. People were like fans of his... Like, like, couldn't believe what happened. The, o- the only logical explanation is kings don't have such... I say kings, he's a prime minister, he's functioning in charge, lose Bechir. That was the only logical explanation of what went down. Because he functioned the opposite anybody ever thought a guy like that would function. Now, I don't say wrong, right? I say that kings have less Bechir. People who know, like it's Ara Yoimazel, like what happened? What? Like, tasty, like yeah. this guy, we had a guy in Yeshiva, intelligent guy, he was like a fan, read his book, was like, and like knew him, and when he won, it was like gonna be Yeshua, and then he did like the opposite of what he what everybody thought he would do. Lay Malachim be
certain kings have limited. It's obvious it should be that way. They're running two big things. That flips around how they see, what they see. It's, it's different. You say that the, 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 the big people of the generation gets out of the Shemaya, the Shiva's, so it's funny now. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that's the counter. That I'm not sure it's the counter. They might be connected, though. I have to think. You put... You're pointing something good out. But you see that Hashem is with the leader, so it might be Latoy. It might not be the counter. The more clearly you see Hashem, the less material That's true, too. That's a truth. That's true. That's true. I'm not sure. There's always the question. A person, we all have choice. Bechir is one of the great Chedushim in the world. We have tremendous say. A human being has tremendous say. That's the truth. As far as kings and the... Pe- what? Hashem could always still put it around, though. We, we always have choice, but Hashem could always still put it around. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And a king and the Bechira, in that way, it says a king has less... Leiv malach and biyamluch. I roam the country, God says. <laughs> How much the king could do it becomes... You see things like that inexplicably. This story in Eretz Yisrael was like a unique story. What's the reasoning like, why, why is it like that? Hashem says, I'm the only melech. Melech, he doesn't give such a power to, to, to run the country. What'd you say? Yeah, yeah, I owe another one. I owe another one. I'm, I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it. I'm still, like, handling this. I'm, like, I'm like holding the earth. Yeah, yeah. Let's sing, let's sing the Baditchev Nigan. The other one will come out better. Jake, take it away, Rajani. The Baditchev's Nigan. Let's go. <laughs>
Maybe we'll pay up, but I want to share something else. There are two, there are two, Hashem promises us that upon leaving Mitzrayim, Hashem promised Avram Avinu years back, years before by the Brisbane Absarm in Parashas Lech Lecha, Hashem says to Avram Avinu, they're going to leave Mitzrayim. They're going to become very wealthy. They're going to leave rich. Now it's very, very interesting. That wealth, Hashem pays up Avila twice. Avramel, Hashem pays for that wealth twice. Because right before we left Mitzrayim, Hashem says, I have a favor from you, Klal Yisrael. I beg you to please take money from the Mitzrayim. Do me a favor. Please take money from the Mitzrayim. Why? I don't want Oisei Tzadik Avram Avinu to say to me, Hey, you said that Avadim V'inuai Sam Arba Meyeshana Kimu Behem. The promise you made that they're going to work 400 years, you kept. And and then they'll leave wealthy. You didn't keep. I don't want that you only kept half your promise that they would work. You kept. And the prophecy, they'll leave rich. You didn't keep God. And Avram Avinu is going to complain that you didn't keep that prophecy. You only kept the bad part of Avadim Inuaisam Arbimeyashana that they'll be paying for 400 years that you kept. They'll leave rich. You didn't keep. Therefore, I ask you a favor. Please take money before you go out of Mitzrayim. Herschel, a few questions. Avi made a motion. What's your cash, Avi? What, what why does mine, why does mine change? Avila, Frekt Avila, Herschel. What's the Gemara talking about? Avram Avinu shouldn't tain if he promised. Islam, he promised. What does Hashem say? Avram Avinu shouldn't tain. You, you had a prophecies come true, right, Herschel? And Hashem made a prophecy. They'll be punished 400 years, pain 400 years. And then they'll leave wealthy, so leave wealthy. He has to beg Klaus of Matusa Minaichud. Now Klaus didn't want money. We wanted out of Egypt. We wanted we're not a people into money. Klaus ridiculous. We're a people into service of Hashem. We're into God. 
Not into money. We wanted to run out of Mitzrayim. Hashem said, do me a favor, Yidl. Please, I want you to leave money. I beg you to ask the Mitzrayim for some dollars, for some money. I beg you because I don't want Avram Avinu to have tainas that you served 400 years. That prophecy you kept and leaving wealthy you didn't keep. Now what does he need? Avram Avinu to tainas. Stam, it's a prophecy. It was promised that you'd leave wealthy. So Dani, what's Hashem saying? What the Gemara, it's Gemara Brachos. Now the truth is there's very big raid because the Rambam Paskins based on a Gemara Herschel the rule is if a Navi predicts something's good's going to happen and it doesn't happen what do you know about that prophet? It's a Navi Sheker he's a ligander he's a liar you kill him false prophet if a Navi says something bad's going to happen Herschel and it doesn't happen is that a Navi Sheker? Yoyna said Ninveh is going to be destroyed. It wasn't destroyed. Not at first. Herschel, is that a Navi Sheker? If a Navi says something bad's going to happen and it doesn't happen? He's not a Navi Sheker. You know what it means? Shofa. Bad doesn't have to happen, Mayor. The Rambam Paskins this way openly. The Rambam Paskins. If a Navi says something good's going to happen, Dani, and it doesn't happen, what's the halacha? Navi Sheker, a ligander. I don't care what Klai Yisrael did to, to bad. If I, Navi said a good thing's going to happen, Shleim, it has to happen. But if a Navi Shleim said a bad thing's going to happen, does it have to happen? It's only if you don't do tshuva. You do tshuva, it doesn't have to happen. How about, what would be the halacha if a Navi would say something good's going to happen, something bad, let's say a Navi, a prophet, tells a guy he's going to break his leg, but in the, you're, you're going to get into a car accident, the prophet tells a Yid, and your mamish going to break bones. But then you're going to make millions of dollars in the ensuing suit. Does it have to happen? A good nevuah has to happen. A bad nevuah, he could do tshuva. How bad if he says an accident's going to happen? Yehudi, you hear this, Shaila? What would you say then? Why is that good? Huh? Why is that good? The making money is good. Yeah, you're also at the expense of getting injured. But nachdem, that's two different dinim. There's going to be there. He's saying two dinim. It's going to get hurt. There's a truth. But then he's saying nachdem is going to be a suit, and you'll make millions of dollars. But only having because of the bad. Two things are going to happen, the Navi's saying, but it's true. But this had, so if he does tshuva, he doesn't get hurt. Then Selio says, if he does tshuva, the good doesn't have to happen. Shtarkataina. The Gemara at the end of Makkah says that Rabbi Kiva was very, very happy when he saw foxes come out of the base of Migdash. He started laughing. To which his friend said, What are you laughing for? It's tragic. Makum Shekarav by Azara Karav Yumas. The place it says about this space that a czar comes here dies and shualim holchum nivke. We shouldn't cry. There are foxes going here. What are you laughing? And he said, because there are two prophecies that are linked. There's a prophecy tzion sadet tcharish that tzion's going to be plowed over. It's going to be run over. And there's another prophecy. It's going to be rebuilt. Said Yubikiva, before I saw the first prophecy come true that Sion's going to be wiped out, I was worried the second prophecy wouldn't happen. The second base Hamigdash was very iffy. 
We didn't have folk jurisdiction. It was a very complicated sitch. So he said, before the first prophecy came true, Yehuda, I didn't know if the second prophecy would come true. But now that I see Eretz Yisrael, I know the second prophecy. Now what's prayer? Kiva wasn't sure prophecy would happen. If it's prophesied, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. He believed in the Nevi'im. What's with Rabbi Kiva? So perhaps the Pshad is like Elio. The Rabbi Kiva held that since the prophecy of being rebuilt is predicated on being destroyed, if we do truth, it won't be destroyed, then it won't be rebuilt better. Once he saw it destroyed, now all that's left is a good prophecy. It has to happen. The bad prophecy happens, so now all that remains is a good prophecy. It has to happen. So according to you, according to Eliyahu, he seems to hold like Eliyahu, Rabbi Kiva. That's what Rabbi said. Before the bad prophecy happened, I didn't know if the good prophecy. Now why wouldn't it happen? Because it was predicated on something bad. No, you're a Avram. So that's what Rabbi meant. Beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. Now, if Eliyahu's right, so then maybe we have a shot here. The prophecy to be live to leave rich is predicated on four hundred years of pain. Did we have four hundred years of pain? We only had two hundred ten. Hashem took us out earlier. So then, one second, and the good prophecy doesn't have to happen, Avila. Because we didn't have the bad prophecy. It wasn't, wasn't on that. It says, After leaving 410, they'll leave rich. They didn't work 400 years. So that's what, so what Hashem says. He didn't say because of the promise. The prophecy doesn't have to happen. They did shuva. They weren't 210, they weren't there 400 years. So then Yehuda the good doesn't have to happen. Narvas. Avram Avinu had an hug of chesed. Except Avram Avinu was noyeg chesed. What happens if you noyeg chesed? You unleash chesed from Hashem. There's a, there's a chesed way of looking at it that we worked 400 years. Because from Yitzchak's birth until Yitzhak's Mitzrayim was 400 years. Now, we did not get... It did not happen. But, but it was hard for Yitzchak. He, he was in Eretz Yisrael not owning it and it was promised to him. It so they, it was promised to him, and he didn't own it yet. Promised to, promised to Yitzchak, but he didn't own it yet. Uh-huh. So there was some difficulty. In a chesed world, you can count that as 400 years. Shaloyoy Mary Seitzadik means that Avram Avinu has a right to say there was 400 years of Inui. For an Avram Avinu who unleashed an anhaga of chesed, so he has a different type. In, in such anhaga, we can count it as 400 years of pain. So then in an Avram Avinu anhaga, I owe you for chush gadol. That's, what, that's, that's the, the basic taina here. Now, I want to get to like this. So Hashem asks us to take money because He wants us to leave wealthy. But anybody who makes the cheshbin, Rabbi say, we get wealthy again later on. It says by the bizas hayam when the Mitzrayim are vanquished, we got very, very wealthy. Now you might ask, what wealth did they have left? Because it says we cleaned out Mitzrayim. Now you're not sluas Mitzrayim. We cleaned it out here. We cleaned it out here. 
It's a good kongshul. So what wealth did they have later on? It's a rizig, a kasha. They asked this kasha, a bomb kasha. They took everything. They cleaned out. Some say it was only in certain parts of Mitzrayim, maybe only by Gaish. And there are, who did it? this kasha is asked and discussed. But Lemay said, we end up getting much richer shleima later on. By... Much later on, by Biza Sayam, by the Yam, when all the Mitzrayim die, the Yam gets full of. Pare went to war. He brought all the storage houses of Mitzrayim. He brought all the wealth, billions of dollars, and it says it was much, much more than what they took originally. We left crazy rich, but then by the Yam, forget about it, we became billionaires. By where, the did, where did it come from? What? That's a very good show. Where it came from, Yehuda. Yeah, it's not mine. But what I want to ask, I don't know the answer. It's a big kasha. Where it, I know, I did ask it. So we have, we have work to do where it came from. But they get rich again, Yehuda, later on. And then the question begs, why did we get rich twice? Very strange. We get rich twice, Els. Once, the, my grandmother used to have an expression that when she said it, it like creeped me out. My grandma's a wonderful person, such a giving kind. If she would give us something, Hootie, she would say, my babi, not my oma, my babi, my tzaddik, my, my, my tata's mama. Kind, kind person, a rebbe of mine in giving. And if she would give us something, she had an expression, I want to give it with warm hands. Like a creep, like it, like ooh. <laughs> she said, "I want to give it to you with warm hands." That's a she. That was her line. <laughs> Understand that line, Danny? She meant that we shouldn't get it as a Yerusha. I want to give it with with warm hands. That's what she'd say. That was. It was like a funny expression. Lemay said the Mitzrayim give us twice wealth: once with warm hands and once with very cold hands. Lahabdul. The Mitzrayim, the first time, give us, we ask when we're leaving, and the Mitzrayim, Bechayeyem, give us. Then after the Mitzrayim are long gone, we get money. We don't even call it from the Mitzrayim. What do we call that? Bizas Hayam. It's very exact. We don't call it Bizas Mitzrayim because they weren't warm hands. They were all dead. There was no Mitzrayim anymore. It was after, the, after they had all drowned the Kriyas Yamsuf, their wealth washed up to shore, all the billions of dollars, and we got wealthy from that. But I ask you, Dubi, is why do we get rich twice? It's very noticeable, Shleima. Hashem promised we should leave your Chush Gadol wealthy. There was one promise to leave wealthy, and Hashem keeps it twice. When we left, we asked the Mitzrayim for money, and they give us guilt. Again. With warm hands. That was from their hands. Later on, the Mitzrayim are totally killed, and we get crazy, much, much wealthier, and it's not really called from them. This year, Pesach, different year, this past year to say there, and really my kids helped me out with this. Manny was very stark, helped me out with this. I was very, like, taken by this point, this past Seder. This point, like, hit me that we got rich twice. Once we left, Yidin are not big money people. Gifts of Hashem, everything's valuable. Money matters, a gift from God. But the Iker is our relationship to Hashem. The Iker remains the Iker. And we're leaving Mitzrayim. Hashem says, please do me a favor, ask for money. Because I said you'll leave rich. Okay, okay, Hashem, you want, so we ask for money. 
Then later on, by the yam, we get much wealthier. Because why was that too rich, this is Herschel? What's happening? So I want to share with you a pshat, Herschel. You hear the cash and buy? Why rich twice? The two bizas are very, it needs a pshat, something's going on. Once us rich, it's even weird that Hashem says, please get rich now. He planned on it, he had big plans later on, much richer. He wanted us rich then. Right when you leave, I want you rich. Even though he's, play, what's these two wells that Hashem wants us to have? Were there two aspects of one that we were going to become rich and second they were going to be empty-handed? Is that two different aspects? I open Tanipshat. No, because if they were meant to be empty-handded and even though we left them rich and you would say they still had it, so then they need to come. I don't know if there was a din they should be empty-handed. That's I don't know if there was such a din. There's no prophecy and they'll be poor. So we should leave rich. We leave rich twice in two ways. You ever wonder this, Yehuda? By the, by the Seder this past year, I was like, oh, for some reason, I, I'm very into, you prepare for a Seder, but also be present. It's funny, at the Seder, I had a Siata Dishmaya, this was like hitting me. You remember who we were like handling? You remember what Manny said? I basically want to tell you what Manny said, what I understood. He said from his Fasem, this is... What? They were done. We were detaching from them. No, no, this is when we were leaving. So Martha says this is when we were leaving. We were, we did, the Golos ended when they died. Till they died, that was like the grand finale when they dropped dead. Till yeah, they were alive, then they would died. It's interesting, these two times we walk out with Feinigelt, and then when they die, whoa, then we become very wealthy. Interesting, one promise is two human. So listen, Yiddy, what Manny wanted to tell said like this. I, I'm going to give over the mashal as follows. I once told the guys there was a bacher who went through struggle, a lot of struggle. And he mamish like a hero. He worked on what he needed to work on. He worked stark and dug in and mamish. Somebody called him over and said, I saw your struggle. I'm the shtoyim from you. He was like very impressed. So he said to him, I'll tell you a mushal. He said, your journey to the highway was like a shvera journey. He said, but now you're on the highway. Let's go. So he said. Like you worked there. He was impressed. You worked too. He said, now you joined all your friends on the highway. Let's go. Like you got it. You worked through a shvera sugya. You're on the highway. Let's go. I like that you're shaking it. Thank you, Yiddy. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I liked the Rebbe. I liked the Bacher. I like highways. I didn't like what he said. I didn't like what he said. Why didn't I like what he said? You're on the high. Let's go. There's a mashmois. All that was in the way. You have all the junk out of the way. Now you like, let's go. Let's go. But I didn't like is what you went through now is going to give you a new Ashiris. Bring everything you acquired. It wasn't like in the way of things. Now you got that out of the way. You're, you're way ahead of everybody else. It brought you places. If I care, take along what you got. And by the way, your new experiences will be different because of what you beat. You'll process the new stuff differently. Besides what you got from overcoming that, the muscle is like, as if like he caught up, you had a harder journey to the highway, and I know your friends may be all the way down. You think he's behind one of his friends? He's way ahead. I, 
I would almost tell the friends, don't worry, you'll get your highway yet. <laughs> they didn't get to the highway. It's the whole mushroom. It's, it's not the story. It's not the story. It's nonsense. There's no part of it that's the story. He got Riziga places. This guy's holding like up there. And the Rebbe's mask him he got to Riziga places. Not to say, see, you had your amazing highway. I almost should say... It's, it's not, it's not, it doesn't explain what's going, what's going done. There's no part of that muscle explains. He got reason of places what he worked on. And the terrace is going forward. By the way, your new experience will be richer because of what you went through. How you process the humility that you acquired, the closeness to Hashem, the self-understanding. You're a rich guy. Bring along what, whatever your experience will now make other experiences better. Akiva, what, 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 we're, what I'm thinking is that there's two richnesses from a Mitzrayim experience. You get a richness from the Mitzrayim, from Var Mehentlach, the Hanyuk. The first richness from the Mitzrayim, from overcoming such a thing gives you something, from the warm hands of the Mitzrayim. But after they're dead, there's a much bigger richness. You go forward from that experience, they're no longer around and you acquire much more. Because now, you, now you're the rich person experiencing like the rich get richer. Now, having gone through that experience, you bring it to your next experience. Your life is full of much more Ashiras having gone through that. You're now a person, a whole different type of human being with a whole new capacity for new experiences. That's what I think the two, the two Asheris is. It's the Asheris Dochta Matzev from the situation itself. And then that Asheris now going forward after the Mitzrayim are dead, there's much bigger Asheris. I have seen people try to hold on to their old suffering because they're afraid to let go of the Asheris. The Rebbe said, you're on the highway. Uh, he's right that the person has to let go because you, you bring along and there'll be new Ashiras. Some people hold on because they sense that struggle had so much wealth to it. But don't worry, go forward to new experiences and because of what you've been through, you'll, you, you're well equipped for new experiences to have tremendous Asheris because you're the new person going forward with what you went through yesterday. You're, you have new capacities, new kalim, new yechailas, that you'll become much wealthier yet from new experiences coming along with what you've learned, what you've developed, what's become of you because of your reaction to the first story. That's how I see, Ezzy, the two Asherises. Does that make sense, Ezzy? That's what I see, the wealth from the situation itself and then from the dead Mitzrayim, from the Kaltahentloch. The Mitzrayim are dead, cold hands. But you get an Asherah that's called Biza Sayam, it's not even called from the Mitzrayim anymore. After they're long gone, there's much wealth to be had from your experience in the way you've become and who you've become and in your accepting of the next experiences. That's what I wanted to share. Manny, did I say it right? You could say it's... What? I couldn't do better. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I should have made him say it. I apologize, him. But now I did it already. Danny, you here? <laughs> Yasef, you here? It says on the first one was the key. Because it says my... Do me a favor, give this one. 
according to the way I'm saying it, Hashem wanted. I guess they both were a kiyum. The second one's more the kiyum of Avram. But the ex- this experience itself, if, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. We get rich twice. It's interesting. There was one promise of wealth that happens twice. I'm claiming, Avi, that there are two parts to going through. There's the richness of, of overcoming, and then the person who's overcome is well equipped for new richnesses in all their future experiences. You know what I'm saying, Danny? That's what I think. Avram, what do you hold? What? I'm saying that going through difficulty does two things. There's the richness of the experience, that it, the fighting of the situation, and the new person who worked through the situation going forward to new experiences is more equipped to get ashiras from the new experience. The bigger, enlarged person, the person who looked in, who had to do so much fighting, is now a bigger person to grow from the new experiences. He's much more developed. He's found out things about himself. He's connected to Hashem. The developed person from the first fight is now more equipped to accomplish more in future struggles, future situations. That's what I tie as the two Ashiruses. It's the Ashiris of what was done in this struggle and then in allowing, the, creating the new person for the next experience. So that's what I tie the two wells. How is it creating a new person? He's reached in, he's gotten, he's gotten in touch with all different parts. Struggle always forces us to do that. So now this new, more aware person facing new situations, show his etzem struggle was, had value to itself and created a massive that he's equipped to get rich from new experiences. That's the two ashiris I want to tie One from the living mitzri and one from after the mitzri's vanquished. Right, Russ, what do you hold? I think it's stark. Is it, did the Svasema say this? You know? <laughs> what yeah. I can never answer that. <laughs> I can, it's hard for me. It's hard. I don't even want to say like, it was like based, you know, like based on a true story. For me, it was like based on sva- things I was trying to see. Manny, could I claim the Svasema says what I just said? I don't remember. What? I've heard something like this about God. He knows. I don't want to make it that you can't understand the Svasach. I wouldn't say that on a recording, live or not live. I'm saying that me, I'm in the middle of learning. So, you know, you're in the middle to say, for me to say absolutely said, I don't remember what I saw. So right now, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll take the blame, the credit, whatever, whatever it is. Credit. Oh. Toby, what do you hold? Interesting, right? There's I, I think there's a tremendous truth to this. There's tremendous truth. So definitely he gets credit for opening my mind, things I saw there. Okay, we'll stop here.